ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, Comedy Schools on YouTube, and Tony Visnick's Facebook Live all came on simultaneously. And that is a no easy feat, ladies and gentlemen. That is no easy feat at all. But we almost pulled it off. Good afternoon. It is Sunday, June 7th, 8th? 7th, June 7th, 2020. My name is Tony Visick, and you're watching uh, Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Uh, we do this every day at 2 p.m., except Saturdays. We do it at 7 p.m. It is your daily diversion from all the uh, anxiety, craziness, hoopla going on in the world today. Uh, it's my break as well as yours. I came up with it. Uh, it, was, uh, um, it was recommended to me by a songwriter in Texas that followed me on Facebook, uh, and I'm glad that he did, Jim Lacey. Uh, and now uh, it is something that I kind of can kind of build my day around. It can get so easy sometimes to get listless or caught up in all sorts of silly stuff. And when I go, wait a minute, I got a thing I have to do. And as the days have gone by, we found more ways to do the things that we have to do under the uh, current circumstances, 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 which are always uh, changing. But I hope that you're finding ways to cope and to find a little joy in your life. Uh, it's a difficult time to do that, I suppose, but we got to do it. You have a moral obligation to be happy. I read that someplace one time and I went, wow, that, uh, that pissed me off. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, I got a fun show for you today. Uh, those of you who uh, follow the show know that it's built around three things. It's interaction with you, the audience, as you send me questions and make comments on Facebook Live or on YouTube or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. It's based around me showing you some little knickknacks, some little thing I got sitting around here that uh, uh, may have at one time meant something to me that I then left laying by the wayside like uh, little toy soldiers laying in the bottom of a closet of a boy as he got older. Uh, and then rediscovering them and remembering that they meant something to me and it was exciting to have them at one time, making everything old, new again. And I recommend uh, either uh, two pieces of music or two artists based on my vast, and it is vast, vinyl album collection now i'd be remiss in my duties as the owner and founder of comedyschools.com not to remind you that tonight at 7 p.m tonight at 7 p.m uh on zoom i am bringing you tony visick presents sunday night's funnier it's now our weekly series of stand-up comedy shows brought to you through zoom into your living room through the magic of zoom easy to buy tickets go to comedyschools.com got a great show for you tonight uh, from Los Angeles and in Los Angeles. Hello, Lauren Mulliver. Uh, is of course uh, uh, good to see you here. Paul Green, ladies and gentlemen, extremely funny guy. Extremely funny guy. Just really beginning to headline clubs all over the country uh, in the uh, few months up to um, all the clubs in the country shutting down. So uh, now uh, he'll be headlining our show tonight along with fan favorites. And I mean it, fan favorites. Uh, Abhinav Goyal, DJ Payne, and Travis Minor. So you got four very funny individuals, very, four very funny individuals who will be gracing your uh, phone, tablet, computer, our big screen tonight, all for only 10 bucks. Tickets available at comedyschools.com. Uh, there's a limit on the number of tickets we can sell for these types of things, oddly enough. So uh, go there and buy one. When you buy one, you're buying three things. You're buying entertainment, brand new entertainment, never before seen. You're seeing that? Okay. You're also helping to pay the comics, therefore keeping the economy alive. And also we donate portions of proceeds to uh, local food banks here in 
our area. So you're doing a good thing, you're doing a great thing, and you're having fun. Okay, so you can put those in the order you want. I don't really care. You put them in the order you want. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's what we got going for you uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Then, of course, Tuesday, if you're going, well, I'd like to do something free. Kind of like watching this Facebook Live, Tone. Tone, I kind of got used to just watching you free. I get it. Fair enough. Okay? I got something free for you later on this week, Tuesday night at 6 p.m. And you don't have to have ever aspire to be a stand-up comic to do this. You might just go, I'd like to be a little more creative. I'd like to little, know a little more about what ingredients go into the soup. Well, this Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I've got a free intro. I'm going to do a couple of these in the coming weeks. A free intro to my stand-up comedy workshop. Uh, it's absolutely free. Just go to ComedySchools.com. Uh, click. Uh, there's a place for you to click there. It'll show you your uh, uh, the meeting ID and passcode to be able to join us for free Tuesday night at 6 p.m. for a free intro. All right. Those are the commercials. Those are the commercials. Those, my friends, are the commercials. So uh, we got more fun stuff coming up. I'm always checking. This thing sticks a little sometime. I get people who make comments, and then I don't see them at all. Um, what do I have to show you today? No, not that. It's this, okay? Look at this. Isn't this cool? This, what is this? Yes, that's right. It's an hourglass. It's an hourglass. I own currently two hourglasses. I have always been fascinated with hourglasses, and I think my fascination comes from two things as a child. One of them, of course, being uh, my mom used to watch a soap opera, and the opening of the soap opera was uh, like sand through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. And if I remember correctly, they had an hourglass up there where the guy said that. And, of course, the Wizard of Oz. And the Wicked Witch of the West and her hourglass. So I've always loved them. I bought this particular hourglass from, um, gosh darn it, I want to say it's a place called Things Remembered, which was a uh, kind of a fancy knickknack store in a mall that uh, I used to hang out in and shop in uh, on Topanga Boulevard uh, in Woodland Hills, California. As a matter of fact, uh, when I go back to Los Angeles, if malls are open, it's a mall that I may go back to. It has a movie theater, it has restaurants. Uh, I hung out in there. Uh, when I lived uh, at the top of Topanga, it was the nearest mall to me. And Things Remembered is a place that had things like this or like uh, very expensive fountain pens. And during a particularly good part of my uh, existence, not that uh, this part isn't, okay, because I find gratitude in everything. Uh, during a very financially remunerative part of my existence, I started buying a lot of things at uh, Things Remembered. Uh, this hourglass wasn't cheap. Uh, I bought a telescope. Uh, I bought uh, pens that were in uh, wooden cases that you had to get refilled that I never got refilled. Uh, I bought all that stuff. Uh, Angela Fox said, if I had 24 of them, could you manage time better? Um, no, because I'd be spending all my time managing um, uh, hourglasses, Angela. Then I become an hourglass manager. Uh, there was also, uh, a lot of people don't know this, the Allman Brothers. Before they, uh, before they became the Allman Brothers, I believe they were named Hourglass. And there was also another band called Hourglass that had a one, it was a one-hit wonder. I believe it was Hourglass. We're going to double check it. If I'm wrong, I want some of you to tell me. They did a song, Brandy. Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good life it could be. Uh, I believe the name of that band was Hourglass. 
Um, so I've always been fascinated with them, just watching the sand go through them. You know, it is a physical manifestation of time actually moving, and it's just always fascinated me. But ever since The Wizard of Oz and that silly soap opera, Days of Our Lives, I was just fascinated by them. I've had like little egg timer ones. You've all had those. But I've got two, two hourglasses uh, that are just, they're decorations. But when I bought it, it meant something to me. When I bought it, here's what it uh, symbolized. It symbolized that I was doing well enough that I could spend money on something like that, something that was that I wasn't gonna eat, something that wasn't I wasn't gonna wear, something that wasn't gonna keep me warm, something that wasn't going to protect me, just a knickknack. Okay, and we buy those things when we're doing well. And I'm glad I bought it. And I look forward to the day very soon when I, you, all of us can make purchases like that once again without worrying. Can can we afford this? Can we afford this? I predict that a lot of you from watching the show will become big collectors of bobbleheads. Bobbleheads, I say. All right. Uh, give me a little bit of a short show today. I got stuff to do. I got the big show tonight at 7 o'clock. I got other things. But I want to recommend two pieces of music to you right now. Hello, Champ de Blasio. Uh, Brandy was Looking Glass, not Hourglass. Thank you, Lauren. Looking Glass. Not our, There's a whole difference between a looking glass and an hourglass. A looking glass is a mirror. That's what it is, a mirror. I think it also could be the uh, telescopes they used to use in pirate movies. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, there he is, matey. Let's get him. But the Almond Brothers, their original band, uh, Dwayne and Greg, was called Hourglass before they became the Almond Brothers band. Uh, but somebody could look that up and tell me if I'm wrong, too. I think that's a, a fair uh, uh, mistake to make. Looking glass, hourglass, hourglass, looking glass. All right? I mean, who actually... And let, Lauren, did you look that up right now to see if I was right or wrong? Or did you actually know that? And that's the kind of thing that I would look up. I'd go, okay, I know that song. It sounds about right. And I would double check it. Either way, I thank you for bringing it, uh, bringing it up. That's kind of cool. Let's recommend two pieces of music here. Uh, the first one, totally avant-garde, totally different. But uh, in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, uh, Frank Zappa created some of the most stunningly interesting music ever created on this planet a pure genius living in laurel canyon also producing uh and playing on uh, uh the albums of uh, all the laurel canyon the magical laurel laurel canyon groups of the late 60s uh buffalo spring steel crosby stills and nash the birds Joni mitchell uh the list goes on and on supposedly the guys from little feet were part of his studio setup studio band until finally he kicked them out, kicked Lowell George and those guys out and said, farm your own band. You're too good just to be sitting around playing in the studio. Uh, but Frank Zappa's best friend when he was a kid was also a musician who was not as heralded as Frank was. And here he is, Captain Beefheart. Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Captain Beefheart and Frank Zappa grew up together. They both created something that under the great umbrella of rock music of the late 60s, some of the most avant-garde, strangest music I've ever heard. Uh, when I was a junior in high school, uh, a man who pops on here on occasion, uh, my English teacher at the time and a great mentor, Lon Simmons, uh, had a media class, a media class, and we had to, I'm just waving this album around, and we had to, um, we had to uh, create some sort of media presentation, and I... Um, Cut out, uh, there was a something in the magazine of a bald-headed guy going, eh, like that. And it was 
red, blue, yellow, and green for some reason. And I cut those out and put them on slides. And I played um, Captain Beefheart's The Blimp over and over, which is a strange piece of music. It just goes, The Blimp, The Blimp, The Blimp, The Blimp, and then someone goes, The Mothership, The Mothership. It's a strange damn piece of music. Uh, very Dadaistic. Captain Beefheart was a Dadaist in his music. Uh, and we'll get into what Dadaism was on a future show. But now you can look that up too. Dada. Dada. Uh, Marcel Duchamp was a... Uh, Frank Zappa's first child was named Hourglass. No, he was... Uh, now, Lauren. There you go. Uh, he looked it up. All right. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, and I just showed those slides over and over and Lon still passed me even though he knew I was just dicking around. Uh, on this album, side one is Tarot Plain, Candy Corn, side two, 25th Century Quaker and Mirror Man. So uh, look up YouTube, Captain Beefheart. Uh, let me just read you one lyric he has here called One Nest Rolls After Another. One nest rolls after another until there are no longer any birds. One tongue lashes another until there are no words. I love sails and no birds. And then it's uh, written by Don Van Vliet, which was Captain Beefheart's real name. These performances were recorded one night in Los Angeles in 1965. The personnel is Captain Beefheart, Alex St. Clair, and Jimmy Simmons and Jerry Hansley and uh, somebody named Drumbo on drums. So, uh, and none of those people have we ever heard of except for Captain Beefheart. But if you're looking for something completely different to listen to, if you really want to challenge your ears and your brain, YouTube Captain Beefheart and his magic band, you will hear some very cool stuff. Now, this next one is one that a lot of you will probably be a more, little more familiar with. Uh, but uh, I've got kind of a personal story behind it. And there it is. There it is. That is, what is that? It's kind of hard to read. I know. I'm holding it up, and I'm holding it upside down. That's why. It's like I'm the president holding the Bible. I held it upside down. Uh, there it is. There it is. And what is this, ladies and gentlemen? This is a double album put out by the Association. This is the Association Live. In the late 60s, the Association were a massively big group, basically a folk group, okay, that then were able to kind of enter into the, uh, 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 the rock arena and listen to rockers. Uh, the players were Jules Alexander, uh, Ted uh, Bluekell Jr., Brian Cole, Russ Gaguerri, uh, Terry Kirkman, Larry Romos, and Jim, yes, Jim Yester. So they made up one of the best vocal groups of the late 60s. Uh, they rivaled the Mamas and the Papas and Peter, Paul, and Mary and what they were able to do with their vocals. Stunning stuff. Here's what's on the album. Uh, One Too Many Mornings, which is a uh, classic. Uh, I'm trying to remember who wrote it. Then Along Comes Mary, which was a huge hit for them. Along Comes Mary, uh, Goodbye Columbus. Uh, let's see. Never My Love, another beautiful hit by the association. Uh, what else is on here that I could tell you about that you would love? Uh, Cherish. Yes, Cherish and Windy. Those were their massive hits, the association. Along Comes Cherish, Windy, and Never My Love. And if you want to hear something wonderful and beautiful that'll make you feel good, you want to Google, YouTube those songs. You'll love them. I, um, uh, I was glad to bring this to you today because it's great music. 
from any era, the uh, sound of uh, great harmonies, whether it's from the 1920s or the 40s or the 60s or now, is something that will uh, soothe the savage beast inside us and make us feel good and make us a little reflective. Love the association. Um, I knew Terry Kirkman for a brief time in the 80s. I knew Terry Kirkman a brief time in the 80s. And one time I was talking with a group of people, and I was talking about how uh, I kept trading drug for drug until I finally got sober. That I went from uh, 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 I went from acid to intravenous drug use to beer. Uh, anyway, I was going on about this thing. And then uh, Terry Kirkman uh, looked at me and he said, you know, we used to have a saying on the tour bus. Watch out for the acid. It leads to beer. So... <laughs> Because uh, uh, I had dropped some acid when I was a kid. Uh, I like to say I didn't like it that much. I only did it like 75 times. Um, and it uh, uh, was scrambling my egg. And like so many people from that period, and you kind of see that story over and over again, that that drug, that particular drug, that hallucinogenic drug, LSD, would so scramble brains that people were just looking to be, just get grounded again. And their drugs of choice would then become uh, alcohol or more serious opiates. You saw it in music, too. You saw bands like the Grateful Dead put out an album like Live Dead, which rivals John, uh, some of John Coltrane's later work, and then come out with uh, 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 American Beauty, you know, our working man's dead, where it was just an attempt to be grounded again. And we saw it over and over. We saw, you know, uh, David Crosby and the Birds, you know, with all the musical experimentation they did to go into what Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sometimes Young, which was, for the most part, you know, uh, acoustic guitars and harmonies. So um, Terry Kirkman was the one who told me, we used to say on the tour bus, watch out for the acid, it leads to beer. It did for me, and it may for you, okay, if you decide to go down that path. It was a path I already trod, and now I'm here with you now. Now listen, I got to go now. Okay, I can't stay on long today because I got a show tonight at 7. But every day at 2 p.m., you guys, every day at 2 p.m., please join me right here on Facebook Live, uh, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Become my friend on Facebook. We want to stay connected with you. We want to have fun with you. If you get ideas for what we should do on the show, please let us know. Okay, I'm hoping I'll see all of you tonight. I hope you're going to jump on to ComedySchools.com right now and buy a ticket for tonight's Zoom show with Paul Green. I hope you're going to do that. I truly hope you do because I'd love to see you there Sunday night. If not, I'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m., okay? All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Until we can see each other in person, this is the next best thing. And some people that see me in person say, this is better. All right, for my producer, just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, I want to thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Goodbye.